This is Mission Work Optional, sponsored by True Wealth and Company. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to secure your family's investment legacy, create a work optional lifestyle, accomplish all items on your bucket list, and ensure your money outlives you. This podcast will self-destruct in 30 minutes. And now, here's this week's mission with your host, Brian Sarf of True Wealth and Company. Welcome to Mission Work Optional. I'm Brian Sarf. With me every week is Brian Paulson. Welcome, Brian. Hey, thank you. We are here every Tuesday at 5 a.m., and we hope you are too. You can find the Mission Work Optional podcast on iTunes, anchor.fm, that's spelled A-N-C-H-O-R, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, Last week, we talked about the 11 most irreversible mistakes that people make with their IRAs. Uh, Number one last week was taking possession of money from your IRA, always a no-no. You want to do that direct trustee-to-trustee transfer. Number two was forgetting to name a beneficiary. I can't tell you how many times I've seen uh, IRAs or 401ks or 403bs or all those different types of retirement plans that people just flat out forget to, to name a beneficiary. So we talked through those two. You can go back. This is part two of the series. If you want to hear about those two, go back to the show from last week. Click and listen to that, and uh, you can zip through those. As always, if you'd like a copy of all 11 mistakes, just send me an email to brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at retirewithtrue.com, and we'll make sure we get it emailed over to you. So today we're going to talk about number three and number four. Number three is failing to learn about the stretch IRA. Paulson, what in the world is a stretch IRA? Sounds like something you might do at the gym, you know? (laughs) Not if you're a man. We don't stretch. We don't stretch. You work out for a stretch (laughs) That's right. I don't know why I'm cramping up. (laughs) So a stretch IRA is a provision that allows you to uh, take money out of the IRA over, typically if you're the the first beneficiary, the, the, the remainder of your lifetime. So instead of the money having to come out of the IRA immediately, uh, you can stretch the benefit of it growing without having to pay taxes on the growth until you take it out at designated time periods throughout your lifetime. Uh, it's a huge benefit of, of an IRA. Functions a little differently for a Roth. A Roth, you can stretch it for five years, whereas an IRA, you can stretch it for uh, your lifetime table. But the stretch IRA... Just so we're clear, the stretch IRA only comes into play when you pass, and it's what your beneficiaries get. It's, it's their benefit they get. So Correct. your spouse would be able to have the stretch IRA, and she would take the distributions based on her life expectancy. And then if your beneficiaries inherit it, then they're going to take it on. The first beneficiary would take it on their life expectancy. And if it's anybody beyond that, then it would just stay at that distribution rate as it comes out. And what we're talking about is that, to kind of rewind and give you a little context, if, if, we, if that was a little confusing, when you turn 70 and a half, you have to start taking out RMDs. So if you pass away before 70 and a half, your beneficiaries are just going to inherit your IRA. And uh, depending on where it's titled at, they may or may not uh, be able to use the stretch provision. While it's allowable by law and it's in the tax code, not every plan has, has written it into their plan that you have the ability to have the stretch IRA. So 
the major custodians all have it. Years ago when I started talking about this, Brian, you know, Vanguard wouldn't allow for the stretch IRA. They only allowed at the time for four beneficiaries. If you had five kids, you're out of luck. And they wouldn't allow for the stretch IRA. Today they do. They've changed their computer system, and they allow for that. Where we have most of our accounts at TD Ameritrade, they certainly offer the stretch IRA. Where I find a lot of problems, though, is is some community banks and local banks and those things. If you have a, a CD that's an IRA, when you pass away, they don't typically offer the stretch that the kids are just going to have to pull the money out over five years. So if you got a little bit of money, no big deal. But if you're sitting on... 250 or 500,000 bucks. Let's say it's 500 grand. You have one beneficiary. They're getting a hundred thousand dollars of ordinary income every year on top of their other income. And it could really mess up their tax bracket where if that money was with a custodian like TD Ameritrade, they'd be able to stretch that money for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. Right. And you can imagine if you are at a uh, custodian that does not allow the stretch and your child who's the beneficiary is making uh, you know, making $150,000 a year, and now they drop another 100000 on, you're instantly going to lose a third of it, 40% of it to taxes. Exactly. And that's the whole point of having the stretch is that you get to prolong taxes. Even though you have to make the small withdrawals as a beneficiary, it's nothing. You know, a 70-and-a-half-year-old takes that, has to take about 3.5%. You know, me, I'm 46 or 47. My God, I lost a year. At 47, <laughs> uh, I would take maybe a half percent or something like that. And it's not a lot of money out, but you get to defer taxation and you get to have more control of the investments and you get to have just a better experience with that IRA. And that's what it's intended to do is to keep money out of Uncle Sam's mitts as long as you can and grow it and get all the benefit of putting that money in, you know, pre-tax. And I know we've been saying the word IRA all the time, but it applies also to a 401k. But and just like an IRA with a custodian where you have to know whether the custodian allows it, you also have to understand whether or not your 401k plan allows it. Well, and your TSP and your Mm -hmm. 403b and a regular traditional IRA and all of those, whether you have a simple plan, a SEP, um, an individual 401k, any way that you have money pre-tax, the stretch provision can can provide to all of the can apply to all of those. So. Step number one is make sure the custodian, when we say custodian, we mean your TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, Schwab, Vanguard, Fidelity, those companies that they allow for it. You have to make sure that the custodian will allow them to use the stretch provision and they don't force them into what's called the five-year payout. Know that the stretch is provided under the law, but it's not mandatory that the benefit is provided in the, in the particular plan or investment you have. The best thing you can do is to educate your beneficiaries because if you name somebody a beneficiary, they probably ought to know at some point in time they're the beneficiary. So they know to expect that. And then you need to educate them about when they inherit the IRA, don't go withdraw all the money and spend it because you're going to pay a massive tax bill um, as you go along. And you just really want to make sure that you don't ignore the stretch provision because if you ignore it and your kids don't know about it, it's tough luck for them. And if they pull money out, money doesn't go back into an IRA. It's a one-way street besides the 60-day provision. Once you pull it out or the beneficiaries pull it out, it doesn't go back in to that account and they lose the tax benefits of, of using the stretch IRA. You know, you made a great point about making sure that the beneficiaries understand the options they've got for themselves and that's why we really encourage our clients to sit down and meet with not only with us but with their their children you know you don't have to disclose what is being left to them 
as far as dollars, but having that education where you can at least explain to them, here are the tax benefits. You know, when you're 70 years old, you've already started thinking through and having the conversations about the stretch IRA and the, the tax benefits and, and, and disadvantages that are out there. You know, what, what's your strategy? But your child at who's going to likely be your beneficiary that's 40, 45 years old, hasn't really thought through that. So it's important. Well, well, first step is our true life map formula. It, formula starts with F-O-R-M. But F stands for family investment legacy. Now, when I say that, what I don't mean is what are all the things you want to own or the investments you want to, you, you want to accumulate. It's how do you want to distribute your money and how much money do you want to have? And do you want everything to pass pre-tax to your kids? Do you want to pass as much as you can tax-free? Do you want to have a lot of control after you pass away with how the kids inherit the money? Do you want to have no control? Um, do we have to provide for special needs kids? Are we providing for, for kids that are under the age of 18 or I would say under the age of 25? You know, some kids just don't have maturity between 18 and 25 when they're in college and they're going to inherit a few hundred thousand bucks or a million dollars to know how to deal with that type of money and that responsibility. So um, that's number one is that family investment legacy. It's sitting down and, and that's all part of making work optional is that is that as you think through what your family investment legacy is going to be and what you want it to be, then when you work with an advisor like us, we're able to help you figure out how to make that possible uh, so that you can have the most impact. If you want to have a foundation or have a ripple effect that goes on for generations, that is certainly all possible, but you have to design it because it takes a while to put all that in place and to get it organized. But having that clarity is huge. Absolutely. Number four. So by the way, you're listening to Mission Work Optional. Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes or, or Anchor.fm. I've been looking at the stats and that's where everybody pretty much listens to us is through their iPhone or they listen to us through the Anchor.fm app. Uh, there are a few people listening on Spotify, and then, you know, some from our website and those things. But it uh, seems to be Anchor's, Anchor and uh, Apple iPhones working the best. So number three was failing to learn about the stretch IRA. Number four is naming the wrong beneficiary. Now, how in the world can you have an IRA and you name the wrong beneficiary? How is that possible? Uh, you know, the one that I see on a regular basis is uh, somebody has gone out and done the work of developing a trust working with an attorney to really be able to say, here's how I want my assets to pass and, and how I want them to function. And they, the, the last and most important step of building a trust is to name the trust as the beneficiary on your documents. I'm sorry, on your accounts. And what we see time and time again is that step has been missed and they still have named beneficiaries. I know you've got had a family experience that was really a, an important part of why you got into financial planning and as a passion of yours you probably want to share a little bit about that yeah well it's, it's my uh, you know my aunt um you know she we, we found out that my uncle passed away unexpectedly before christmas about 2001 it was before i was in this business and you know they went through a lot of hoops and hurdles and didn't have everything set up correctly and had to go through probate and spent hours and hours in front of attorneys and that but one of the biggest goof-ups was his uh, life insurance policy that the beneficiary was his ex-wife who he had divorced 15, 20 years earlier and didn't want to leave the money to her. And it ended up she got half of the insurance money and she should have got nothing for that part of it. But, you know, you, you live and learn. That's one of the passions I have as an advisor is to make sure that all of our clients don't go through that hassle and don't go through the heartache that my family went through years ago that we 
we dot all the I's, we cross all the T's. That's why we have our 72-point work optional readiness checklist that we walk through to make sure that we're not missing those things. And that's uh, clearly a multitude of items on the checklist are, are the Bennies right? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have a trust titled as a beneficiary? Do you have a trust titled as a beneficiary? And the trust can't be a beneficiary of that asset. Like if it's an IRA, that it's not set up to be the, the beneficiary. And then you really have, have messed things up and made it hugely taxable for that, for that client. What we know is this, is that life changes, right? And it's always easy to overlook the beneficiary because it's not a big deal until it is. And the beneficiary doesn't affect you. It affects who you leave it to. And in a just good protocol, you know, to schedule it in your phone, if your advisor's not doing it for you, you know, you should be looking at your beneficiaries at least every five years. If you're older, over the age of 70, you should probably look at it every three. And if you're 85 and older, you probably ought to look at it, you know, every year or two and just to make sure that nothing's changed. And, and what do I say about that, nothing's changed? Well, Companies update their computer systems all the time. And if your beneficiary data doesn't make it from computer system A to computer system B, and we all know that the computers are only as good uh, as the person that programmed it, if they flub that up or mess it up, it's wrong. And then you've got to prove and have something in writing that you wanted to change that way. Uh, that's why we just call and check and make sure it's part of our process that we look after those things, that they're, that they're correct. And, you know, if the laws change, that we're headed down the right path so that the beneficiaries that you want to get the money actually get the money. Yeah, and LifeMap has some activities that are age-based, like you were talking about. There's also life events that trigger activities. And what are some of the life events that would trigger uh, needing to re- revisit your beneficiaries? Uh, well, certainly divorce is the, is the, the most common uh, when you want to retitle assets. There are a lot of states now, I think there are eight or nine out of the 50, that when you have a divorce, that state law states that once the divorce is finalized, you're disinherited from each other's assets because the divorce is you're splitting and you're going to equalize the finances. And unless you put it in writing that I want this insurance policy or this account to go to my ex, then it's not. And, and, but then that means you have no beneficiary and you've got to go name somebody else and go change that. Something else will be when somebody passes. A lot of us have, you know, I know a lot, a lot of folks out there have a joint account, right, with checking and, and savings. When, you know, if I have a joint account with my wife, Laura, and if I passed away, she would get the money in there and she would have it and she'd think, wow, that's so simple and easy that it was joint with Brian. Uh, I'm just going to make a joint with, with my three daughters, so they pick it up. Well, then you pick up liability issues from the kids. They're liable for each other. You want to set that up as a transfer on death or a pay on death at that point in time and not have it joint. Um, others are if you if you own a business and you have a change in ownership, then you have life insurance that you've pledged to each other or pledged to the business. you got to fix that and that issue there. Um, you know, uh, you you certainly have... When kids are born, you get married or you get married, you got to look at beneficiaries. When you have those major life events or you get a new job, you got to check all those things to make sure that those, you know, uh, life events, I call them pivotal life events, that you make those decisions correctly and you go back and look through that list. Because when you switch jobs, the last thing you're thinking about is going to name a beneficiary in your 401k. You're worried about your new job and your position and uh, and doing a great job, not worrying about your finances. Yeah, and births are definitely one that, you know, we have a lot of people that come in and talk to us. They're more on the retirement end of the scale, but they're 
their kids are having kids. Great point. And you end up seeing quite often when, when uh, I'm sure we were all in this boat, when you have a new baby, you've got ample time to think about what you want to do other than taking care of the baby, right? Mm-hmm. Just all kinds of free time. Yeah. Not, eat, not one bit. <laughs> and so what happens is people forget that, hey, you know, I've got to update my beneficiary. Um, you're young, so you don't think about it. But the reality is uh, it, it creates a huge tax, negative tax consequence if you've got three kids and two of them are named beneficiaries. Now, the only way for them to share the, the asset with their sibling would be for them to take a big tax hit and hand it over. You're listening to Mission Work Optional with Brian and Brian. You can listen to us through iTunes podcast or through anchor.fm uh, and just search for Mission Work Optional. Uh, you know, just recently in the news... Uh, Aretha Franklin passed away, sadly. I mean, what a, what a great talent, you know, the queen of soul. And her funeral was incredible with the 100 pink catalogs, so fitting. I bring up Aretha because she didn't have any planning. She ignored it. It wasn't naming the wrong beneficiary. She just didn't name anything. She just had a will. And so everything's going through probate. So she was an extremely private woman and wanted to keep everything from the press. Well, guess what? Everything she had and owned and everything she did and every asset she had out there is all going to be public. And when they get through with this, you'll be able to log on to the Internet and you can go dig through and see everything that she owned. And so she lost that privacy, a massive taxation on the estate. I wouldn't be surprised if the beneficiaries don't pay 50, 60 percent to taxes. So Uncle Sam is loving this, that there's no beneficiary. And she just ignored the planning and didn't have it all put together. And so you go through the expense of the attorneys. You go through the expense of the executors. You know, if the kids fight about the money or the nieces and nephews fight about the money or anybody in her circle that thinks they owe or have a part of that and they tie it up in the courts, guess who gets paid? It's the judges and it's the attorneys and it's not the beneficiaries. And it could take years to get everything settled. Prince's estate, right? He didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still in litigation and nobody's got a penny except the attorneys and the judges and everybody else has been paid, uh, but nobody else has got a, has got a penny out of it. And they're in, they're going to fight forever over those things. Maybe that was Prince's intention. Maybe it was Aretha's intention. It's not like she passed suddenly. She knows she's been fighting cancer for a number of years. Um, her attorney certainly tried to encourage her to go through with that yeah. and she ignored it. So you know, one's left to assume that she kind of wanted it that way to let them fight about it and figure it out and whoever wins in the courts wins. But uh, what a sad way to leave an estate for a wonderful woman uh, to leave this kind of a mess that could take years to sort out. Yeah. And anybody who's listening to this podcast tends to be a proactive person by nature. You know, the last thing that you want to do is to make it more difficult on your family. Some of the challenges that if it, if it is not determined by you in advance is that it becomes public. The clients that we do sit down with their family and talk to them about how, how everything is going to pass. We don't necessarily talk about numbers. We just talk about how things are going to pass so people are aware. Well, if you don't have named beneficiaries or you don't have a will, that confidentiality is out the window. And now it's yeah. public knowledge for everybody. So but really when you pass your, your estate and how you organize it, it's your last loving act to your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the organizations you care about is how you've how tidy you've left your estate and how you've put it all together. Yeah, and you don't want to um, create infighting because it, it, this is public yeah. knowledge. You yeah. know, just let it be organized, mm-hmm. let it be smooth. And that's where we have we work with Tom Sullivan at Sullivan Estate Law, a solid attorney. My family's used him. A lot, number of our clients have used have used Tom. 
we had a couple of workshops uh, last week that were wonderful over at Yaya's to talk through it. I visited with Tom, and we're going to do a series of podcasts. I don't know that we're going to do a seven-part series here because after a while that would get a little boring talking about that every week. But I think we'll probably record five to seven episodes and have them out there that it's just a kind of a special segment or a course on estate planning to start with the basics at Estate Planning 101 and go through and talk and talk through the stories, talk through the different events and that and have that available that those because when it, when estate planning and trusts are important uh, and it's not all the time in your life but there's certainly a portion where it's a big deal you then you want to go in and like a Netflix you want to binge and listen to all those episodes and so we'll have that set up and I'll cert- be certain to let you know once we get that recorded but I hope to have that done by the end of November so that's out there for our clients and and those of you that listen to educate yourself on estate planning and wills and trust because it's it's just such a big deal to get it done right and, and speaking of trusts and, and those things, the beneficiaries on your IRAs, if we tie it back to this guide we're talking about, the beneficiary in your IRA trumps anything that you have in your will or anything you have in a trust. Whoever you have written down on the IRA is in the IRS's eyes of who you wanted to go to, regardless of what you said in your trust. And that's why they have to be in sync and have to work together, uh, because if they don't, the beneficiary in the IRA wins every time when it's tested in court. That's who wins. Yeah. Going back to the example of your aunt and uncle, you got to make sure, especially to make sure that if you've done your homework on the trust, that you don't have an, an outdated beneficiary on the uh, IRA. Yeah. And, and having the right person named on the IRA is the only way that you can avoid problem number three, which is to allow them to have the stretch. To, uh, the, the stretch. Amen, if brother. If you don't have the, the right people on there. Mm-hmm. So number four. Uh, we've been talking about naming the wrong beneficiary on your IRA. So your coaching tip is that we always name a beneficiary on everything you own. All investments, real estate, cars, land, etc. You got to check with the custodian of your IRA. So that's the company that sends you your statements on an annual basis. I would recommend every five years uh, to confirm the beneficiary. And then whenever you have a life event, whether it's marriage, death, a birth, if you go through a divorce, if somebody has a disability, a substance abuse problem, or an inheritance, uh, take the time to review each component of your estate and be sure that you check the beneficiaries on your IRA. If you'd like a copy of this guide, there's the 11 most irreversible mistakes people make with their IRAs. Uh, we've got it updated and we can email it to you. Just send us a, an email. Send me an email to Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at retirewithtrue.com and we'll be sure to get a copy of uh, of that guide to you. Uh, Brian, any closing thoughts uh, to this week's program? The only thing that I would uh, that I would add to that coaching tip is, you know, with investment accounts, that's where you're going to have a, a named beneficiary. Things like the real estate and the car, those are, Brian talked about it earlier, that's where you want to put a transfer on death order. What we see a lot of times that are mistakes is if somebody just puts them on as a co-owner while they're alive. Brian alluded to it earlier, some of the risks of that. So make sure that for those assets that uh, that you work with your bank or the DMV to get a transfer on death order in place. Get that set up. So next week, uh, we're going to continue with our 11 mistakes. Number five is forgetting to take your RMDs after age 70 and a half and the 50% penalty that ensues for that. And then number six is making mistakes on non-deductible IRAs. So those of you that your income 
is higher than the allowable limit for your traditional IRAs or your Roth IRAs, we can actually do a, a non-deductible IRA contribution and you can convert it to a Roth if you'd like to. We'll get into that next week because uh, that backdoor Roth or the, or the Roth two-step is a phenomenal long-term planning tool for, uh, for those of you out there that are, that are killing it in the income category and you want to be able to put some money back. This is a great strategy for you. So be sure you tune in uh, next week as we continue to talk about the 11 most irreversible mistakes people make with their IRAs. Thanks for listening to Mission Work Optional from True Wealth and Company. I'm your host, Brian Sarf, joined every week with Brian Paulson. We'll be back every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. Be sure to spread the word to your friends and family, and don't keep us a secret. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn. And don't ever forget, invest wisely, save early, so you too can make work optional. You've been listening to Mission Work Optional with True Wealth and Company. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com or call us at 913-653-TRUE. That's 913-653-8783. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC. A registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas.